0: If you are a Rocky fan, this is a must-see documentary by the greatest Rocky interpreter in the
1: world. My mother, she would say to me, you know, what are you going to do with yourself, Michael? What are you going to do? There's nothing that just hit me that I wanted to do. I wanted to be Rocky. That's what I wanted to be. I, I did try... I had like 25 or 30 jobs. I wake up, I hit the ground running every day of my life. He was becoming better at his fantasy. When you go home at the end of the day, can you live with yourself? Did you do the best that you could? And that's the message I got when I was a kid. Really
0: setting ourselves up here is something special, you know, didn't I say?
1: next guest is a uh, very funny gentleman, making his debut with us tonight, and he will be performing all next week at the 25th Annual Montreal Comedy Festival. Please welcome Joe Mattaris. Please welcome back uh, stand-up comedian Joe Mattaris. Please welcome Joe Mattaris, everybody. Joe Mattaris.
0: There's a sign you're getting old, and I knew I was getting old. When you go to an empty bar and you go, I love this place. Coming in hot for episode four. How are you, folks? Got a big episode from pretender to contender. We do have a guest today, Mr. John Rivoli. I'm saying it right now, John Rivoli. Right, the My- Rivmeister. The Rivmeister. The Riveroni. Uh, Riveroni. So, uh, real quick, before we get to this episode with our great guest John Rivoli, amazing artist, this guy does some of the most unbelievable artwork I've ever seen, and he really. Uh, how would you how would you describe it, Mike?
1: Uh, he's a, to me. I feel he is a modern day Leroy Neiman. the The energy and the amount of color Leroy Neiman used to put into his paintings, and if anybody doesn't know who Leroy Neiman is. Leroy Neiman is the um, artist who created at the end of Rocky 3, when Rocky and Apollo go to punch each other. You see, right above me, uh, mm-hmm. in, in over my head, is the is the very painting I'm talking about.
0: Oh, see, I didn't uh, know that. We did the interview already, and uh, we're doing this post. The interview and when you were referencing leroy neiman you'll hear it in the episode today folks yeah, i was here. pretending i knew i know it now that you show me that famous p- painting leroy i leroy never leroy. realized that that's who you were referencing now, yeah. now yeah, your camera's gonna it. be all off center <laughs> for the beginning here Listen, of episode no, four <laughs> there look there he's go. gonna be all crooked i'll do my plugs mike while you while go you set ahead let me camera. let me
1: fuck around here go do your yeah
0: fuck around because uh i really want to um i really want to plug the patreon hit us up better? folks we could uh, yeah that's great mike uh patreon.com forward slash from pretender to contender uh your uh, you to support our podcast there's many tiers many things you get for those tiers and uh that money goes it's completely to the podcast because this is uh completely crowdfunded and it goes to the project mike and i are working on the two to three well three person play really because there's yeah laura spaythe playing our both of our wives in our play that we're writing so all that great laura spaythe yes all that money goes towards uh the play and the the podcast here uh i just want to plug valentine's day i'm gonna be at the stress factory in new brunswick new jersey They're doing a 6 p.m. show and an 8 p.m. show. And now they just added this on. They're doing a stream where you can uh, buy tickets to the the virtual stream. So you can watch it from your house of the 8 p.m. show while I'm on stage in front of the socially distanced audience in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And all you have to do is go to StressFactory.com. StressFactory.com. Or JoeMatteries.com, whatever's easier for you to Joe, where remember. can they
1: find that at? One more time, Joe.
0: That's stressfactory.com. It'll be cool, man. I'm in. Oh, stream the whole thing. They're doing four-camera shoot in high definition. They're going to stream it to my YouTube page, and you can buy the ticket to the... Uh, the high def stream. No, cool. Joe, do you
1: need a rocky? Could you use a rocky at the show?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just fade the music out. And I can <laughs> give you shit for that really fast here, Mike. I, I, off- I
1: thought maybe you should. I thought maybe I deserve something for it.
0: Well, I offered you. You're off center still. I mean, you look so good before. No, the other way. Uh, come on, you can get in the middle. <laughs> you suck. Can't you see? <laughs> There we go. A little more. A little more. Come on. You can do it. Come on.
2: Come on. Uh, A little more. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom.
0: There we go. There There we go. go. All right. All right. So uh, episode four here. Yeah. Mike turned down the opportunity. I had asked him. I said, show up as Rocky at my show and you could sell that stream to all your uh, people that have taken your tours in the past and all the people that follow you on social media, and I'll let you keep 100% of the streams you bring in. I said, we'll give you a promo code, and then boom. Uh, you only have to come, just show up. I don't care if it's maroon jacket Rocky, if it's leather jacket Rocky, if it's black with the tiger Rocky two. if it's the, you know, and you just, in the middle of one of my Rocky bits, you kind of heckle me. From the audience, and you st- you're standing up, but you're fucking Rocky. You're complete Rocky, and you're like, you're like, you're way off. It's wrong. And you come walking on stage, and we'll write something really quick, but we could have fun together where we could do a dueling Rocky. I'm like, well, what's what's wrong? Is this not right? Is the lip wrong? And you could be like, I don't do that with my lip, you know. And I told him, I know this will be funny if we improv it. And you said, it's out of my wheelhouse. Explain. <laughs> He could have made so, two, two, three thousand bucks for five minutes work. How many people out there would say that's out of my wheelhouse? But then <laughs> yeah, I that's realized I have realized the, the more weeks I work with you, Mike, I realize I got to accept you for you. I mean, come on, you're 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 a little nuts. I'm a little nuts. Yeah, we got you know, gaps. I'm a lot nuts and, and together we fill gaps. So, Joel, you it.
1: and I fill gaps quite well. No, the reason I turned, I, I just said no. And it wasn't. It was just it isn't. That's not my thing. It's the, comedy. It, I can be funny as a Rocky interpreter, but what I do, I work a room for an hour. My thing is a Rocky impersonator. Most people would liken it to. I walk around a room with maybe four or five thousand people in it. I'm not up on stage. I'm just. I'm. I have been up on stage in these rooms, and then I work the room after. But where I excel is going from person to person, uh doing a little play on the Rocky character. Maybe people want to talk about the movie for 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Everyone's got a few drinks in them, but I'm walking the room. I don't have any commitment to any one person. I don't have to remember dialogue or anything. I just simply interact with people. And then after an hour, I'm gone. I get my paycheck and I go home. So that, that's my wheelhouse. And I learned, if anyone's seen my movie called The Pretender, it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's free remember. You can uh, see the. there's an end scene where I get hired to go to this restaurant in Ohio, and it's a disaster. It's, it's just it, – now, it worked for the movie, but we didn't know it was going to work. And I've had other disasters like that. and uh, But I do want to thank you, and maybe but in the aren't, future – there-
0: Aren't there times where you get a disaster, but it pays you money, so you just don't give a shit that it was a disaster? Like I have to do bad gigs as a comedian sometimes, and I know it's going to yeah. be bad, but they're paying me ten thousand dollars, so I'll yeah. go. I'll yeah. go do it. I mean, I had to go do comedy on the beach in Cabo San Lucas, and I knew as soon as I walked out there. We're outside on the beach. This is going to probably be really hard, yeah. but I'm making, you know, $10,000, $12,000, 15000 I mean, Joe, I- you're right. But here I have
1: a choice to make. So I don't like using this because it makes me sound like a tool, but there's a certain brand that I'm trying to work. Like, a very quick story. Um, a while back, I was offered to do a dozen strip clubs open a dozen strip clubs in the philly delaware area and it was a thousand dollars for about 25 minutes worth of work uh, per night uh but i couldn't do it because one i'm not a strip club kind of guy two rocky's not a strip club kind of guy and i thought to myself what if sylvester stallone were to see the rocky outfit i have on uh two strippers on each side of me it, it would It would be bad. It's not the image I want out there. So sometimes there's just I have a perception or an image that I I want that I try to stay with. And, you know, Comedy Club Rocky is not something that I think would work for me. Now, if you had a business, some type of a business gig, not a there, there, I could see a potential for you and I to do something like that. I just don't think a comedy club would
0: work. Plus, I don't want to (laughs) drive. See, when you put it in that, the way you just described it, it makes sense that you would turn it down. When you say it could put it in a weird light, Stallone could see it, and then he gets upset. When you, oh, whenever you mention Stallone might be upset if we did it, I totally get that. I get that yeah. now. I mean, but you this would be something we'd have to write a little five-minute bit, we would know the bullet points out of it. So we would know that it, we weren't going to come up with a concept yeah. that was going to upset Sylvester Stallone because right, right, right. it is being streamed. Someone might make a, make a copy of it, put it on YouTube. There is that yeah. chance, but we would have to do something that would be the opposite, which is something yeah. that he would see and go, that's hilarious. I love it. Yeah,
1: no, right, right. But in fairness, when I was messaging you back, I was with my wife at TJ Maxx. I was we were shopping for the house, you know, and she goes, oh, you texting. I go, well, no, Joe, Joe's got this thing. Put it away. There's no Rocky. We're we're shopping. It's our day now. Right. And so it. my wife, and I'm like, God, yeah, and, and they're right because our wives, must live with us twenty four seven. She has to deal with your passions, your your idiosyncrasies, and and Sue has to do the same with me. So when you are when I you I mean the royal you anybody listening when you are called out and you have given your time to, to you know to be together or to go out shop whatever it is you mm-hmm. do ha- unless it's an emergency uh, or Sylvester Stallone is texting me I have to respect that. Because she puts up with so
0: much, you know, so I get it. I but, just want to know now because <laughs> she's not around now as I'm talking no. to you about this.
3: Yeah. yeah right. What
0: as Rocky would you be able to do connected to me as a up comedian? Because I'm thinking like Saturday Night Live, like like when they have a host on. And then they have somebody come out who's imitating the host. They do that a lot. They co- they'll write a bit, you know, that where the guy can do a yeah. dead on. Uh, if Stallone, yeah. I'm sure when Stallone, Stallone's hosted Saturday Night Live. I don't know if only once. Has he only done it once? He did it the night I got married, and I cut my uh, wedding short to be home.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
0: You didn't have a yeah v- the night we got married. A, you didn't have a VCR.
1: I did, but the VCR could crap out. There you could be a power
0: face. It. That is hilarious. I had
1: to see it live. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone did Saturday Night Live once, and it was September 27th, 1997. Right. It this was is before YouTube, when and you
0: could miss shit.
1: Right, exactly. So we cut the reception short. We had 300 people at the reception, and we cut it short to go to my mother-in-law's. My family, Sue's, everybody. We went just so I could be in front of the TV
0: at 11:30 to watch Saturday Night Live. So did they do any? Bits where someone was imitating Sly? No, he just made fun of himself
1: every which way from Sunday. And if anyone get, has the opportunity to see this, I am not kidding you. This is some of Sly's best on-the-spot acting. He he plays a special-needs Orange Julius uh, attendant in a mall, yeah, which was... Me. Brilliant, Joe! You'd love this. He 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 saves um, Norm McDonald's life in a car accident. Norm McDonald is it, it? He was on his way to take back all these Stallone videos, and Stallone he's making fun of Stallone. Stallone's trying to save his life in a car accident, and Norm McDonald is just like harassing Stallone as lies trying to save him. Tracy Morgan, Jim Brewer do a great plan of Hollywood where they abuse Stallone. And Stallone I just remember
0: up. the guys like, that the dancing guys. Oh yeah this is love what is the that was the one that everybody talked about that was really funny stallone was
1: beating them all up anyways go check it out it's great um and that's one thing for sly to make fun of all that he's done (laughs) but little mikey kunda from west granton can't make fun of that (laughs) that's all you know well you would um, be
0: making fun of me in this for doing a bad like Saying my Stallone impression was off, like that yeah, I was I doing it saying. wrong, or that the joke yeah. wasn't funny. Maybe you acting as if you're Rocky and your your feelings are hurt by the bit. Yeah, like you're like yo, this so limits I don't. Yeah, that, that, a that lot of work. people make. Fun. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm educated. You know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. You could be like the smart Stallone in Rocky Three. I don't know. We <laughs> co- we could come up with something, but I thought you. That's one it's one of those things I bet if you did it once you'd be uncomfortable and it would go well and then you you would know what to tweak for the next time if you ever want yeah. to do it again. Because we're writing a-, a play, you're gonna have to get on stage with me and do these things. Yeah. No, I'm not opposed to being on stage. What's the um
1: difference? Uh, I don't know. I I don't, it's time. It's sometimes it takes me a while to let it process. I have a pretty quick processing speed for most things in life, but when it comes to this stuff, like, like I said, you know, I've worked so hard my entire life to get where I am now. And I really, I don't want to do something without thinking it through because it, to get a couple of bucks and because it might be good in the moment, I want to make sure it will hold up after it in case someone comes along because it could be filmed by You're someone, like someone.
0: Kentucky fried idiot
1: <laughs> exactly I would feel like a Kentucky fried idiot so let me go on record now Joe in the future I'm not gonna say no necessarily but if we have enough time to work something out I'm not gonna drive far and if there's no guaranteed money in it I'm not driving far I'll tell you that right now uh well, I did that for 10 years
0: be- you would know before you showed up at the gig I said you sell the streams if you don't okay. do well and you don't sell a lot you'd cancel it you don't come but if you sell 100 streams and you can make two grand three grand you come yeah that's Uh, a fair point yeah that's how i was gonna do it
2: that's right
1: yeah this
0: whole place sticks
1: (laughs) no uh no i i i i think we could do possibly something in the future with a gig maybe a gig that's closer you know maybe once COVID is done uh, we can get back to normal maybe and, you could uh, do it
0: like a valentine's day you could have brought you could have brought sue and then you guys go to a hotel afterwards and make a date night out of it yeah she's gotta like work until night you don't have to drive back yeah but she's working until eight o'clock at night on
1: valentine's oh, she day is,
0: right. and i
1: and i gotta be here she's not gonna like it if i'm out there horsing around doing rocky right. shit when i should be doing something nice just, here like you know but- cleaning the house or something you know what i mean
0: you could get heckled but you know that's just what happens some
3: guys they just hate for no reason gabby
0: yeah just wanted to do that all right so we want to get to we want to get to our episode yeah we
1: have a really short show this time this this is going to be probably under three hours this show very (laughs) short
0: yeah well we well, we got john Rivoli here and uh we want to get to uh we want to get to our first guest who uh like yeah. i said the guy, the guy's amazing and his artwork is is insane and I'm jealous and I wish I could uh i wish I could afford to buy a whole bunch of it. Uh, maybe yeah, John John's great.
1: He's, he's amazing. He's been a good friend of mine for a few years now, and we have uh, amazing phone conversations, and I hope some of that translates to um to this interview. So um everybody enjoy and don't forget. Follow John Rivoli on Instagram. If you're not already, it's the
0: place to be. And we will be right back. We'll be right back with our interview. See you guys in uh, as Chuck Willery would say uh, two and two. See you in two and two. Be right back. It's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get it and keep moving forward. How much can you take? That's how winning is done. That's how you know who's won. Who's won and who keeps moving onward. and you gotta find your own lane. if you fall then you're falling forward take Joe I gotta tell you today
1: I'm really excited but I'm also a little on the nervous side because I've never really done an interview like I was always an interviewee, so now I'm the interviewer, and uh, today is our first guest on this show, who is a very good friend of mine, and one of the world's greatest artists. To me, he is an icon in art, and we'll explain that in just no. a little bit. <laughs> His name is John Rivoli, and oh, uh, Joe and I really want to welcome
0: like He was you. a ravioli. R- rivoli sounds oh, way I, cooler. Yeah, there we
1: go.
3: Back in school, ravioli.
1: Ravioli Now John, that's a natural mistake I would think for a lot of people to make
3: Uh, It's been my whole life You know, if it's not Ravoli Then it's Ravioli So my nickname growing up was Little Rav Little Rav, my brother was Was Big Rav I
1: I didn't know that Little Rav, I like that Well some people still can't say my name You know, some people call me
0: Kunda So, you know, what are you going to do, right Joe? Uh, Yeah, we know, we know I'm, 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 uh, he's Kunta Kinte and I'm, uh, King Kamehameha. <laughs> Those are yeah. our nicknames growing up. But so you had ravioli. I'll take ravioli. It's delicious. That's a, that good is nickname. a cool not nickname.
3: Bad. That is a cool nickname. And now I've passed that on to my, my daughter. So she's ravioli in school. That's great. She's got to love that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: the reason, <laughs> the reason we, we brought, uh, we brought John in is because John is an, uh, Probably one of the most amazing story arcs uh, to his life. And he's basically just getting started with some of the amazing things happening. So we're going to try to bring that um, full circle here. John, you fell in love with Rocky when you were eight years old living in a sleepy shore town. Just tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about what it was like, the imprint Rocky made on you.
3: Oh well, I'm sure it's very similar to you guys. I just always say that I went into that theater one person and came out somebody else. You know, something happened in that theater for guys like us who saw a film. Um yeah. and, and I don't think there's ever been another movie that's been that impactful. I mean, there's movies people love and oh my god, I'm obsessed with this really changed people's lives, this particular story. Uh, and, and we know that because we hear it all the time when, when we speak to people. So I just, heard, you know, in there to see a movie, not realizing that, you know, I was basically going to church. uh, yeah. through, You know, through the gospel of Rocky. And, you know, it just became part of my DNA. And yeah. I left that theater just, you know, a different person and knowing that. Well, I wanted to be like him, right? We all did. Yeah, yeah. All of live. course. We all wanted to be like him. We all wanted to be big, you know, we got weights. Yeah. We we're going to start the whole thing. All that kind of stuff, the surface stuff was automatic. Um, can you remember then- as
1: a kid with a, like a poster over a weight bench working out? Like,
3: can you remember that as a kid? Of course, it was in my garage. Remember when I left there? I went home and I told my grandmother that I wanted weights, you know? So, yeah. and she never said no to me. So, this day, those silver, you know, sandaled weights that used to get in Sears. Yeah, those sets. The old set DP weights. Rocky. I remember those exactly. So you know, I had that right away, and I just started working out, and I had to picture of Rocky up, and uh, you know, there, there it is. Now, yo, when Paulie, you were... your sister's with me. I'll call you back later.
0: <laughs> See ya. Sorry. There's, I think some, I think <laughs> somebody, my neighbor's yelling at me. Sorry. You can tell him to shut up, will
1: you, Joe? We're, we're, we're doing a show here. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so we, when you you watch Rocky, you begin to get inspired. When did you start
3: with art? Well, art was going on my entire life. My earliest memories are drawing and painting. I've been doing that my entire life. And, yeah. you know, back in those days, we didn't have... All these channels what do we have like eight channels really right. that we watch right. so um you know i would watch looney tunes you know the bugs Bunch um cartoons right. and i would watch all the godzilla movies and Abbott and costello and i would watch them and then draw them i would draw them out yeah. in like comic form so that i was like documenting it so i was kind of honing different skills there i was honing these storytelling skills as well as art skills that I was I was kind of working on without knowing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just wanted to be able to kind of relive these things later on, and since I couldn't you know stream them, it was it didn't exist. That's how I kind of rewatched King Kong versus Godzilla. I would look at my yeah. drawing book of it. When you, you know, so that, and that I wanted to ask that did
1: you have an actual drawing book or did you just draw on like lined tablet paper? Did you draw on a paper bag or did did you start with a tablet?
3: No, I had everything, and yeah. um, you know, like for these comic book things, we just get, you know, tabloid paper, fold it yeah. in half to make all the pages, you know, and put it together. Right. But right. I drew on whatever was around, and you know, I had canvases. I was painting. I was doing everything pretty much, you yeah. know. And yeah, I should just, mention, you know, going yeah. back to Rocky for a second, yeah, that yeah, I think yeah, is, <laughs> that I think is that I think is relevant is that you know. After I saw that movie the first time, and saw it with my brother, he took me to go see that. Um, I went back and saw that movie in a the theater thirteen times. <laughs> you know. And
0: it, now, how and how old are you, John? Because I'm guessing I'm you're, pro- you're you were eight. So how old are you now? So that means, let me guess. Let me guess. You're 52. Uh, yep. Okay. Because yeah, yep. all right. I'm 53. Yes. and Mike is. You're 53 also, right, Mike?
1: I'm actually 74. I just look really good <laughs> for my age. Now, we've talked
0: about this in the past. I saw it in a drive-in movie theater. What movie theater did you see it in, and where was it? Paint the
3: picture. Uh, my, yeah, uh, it, it is. It was the called the Lavalette. <laughs> the Lavalette Theater. It was. It was literally one block from from the beach in in Lavalette, New Jersey, which is a total beach town, and that's where I lived year round. And I was one of the only families that lived there year round. My friends came down on the weekends and in the summer it was a, it was a shore house for people in North Jersey, you know, but for us, we lived there year round. So I was, I spent most of my childhood completely alone, completely alone. And, um, and that's where I used the time to just draw and work on art skills the whole time. But yeah, it was a Lavalette theater. It was really cool. The old theater, uh, I recently went back, it's like a, a real estate office now or something, uh, but um, it was amazing. They, they didn't even have air conditioning in that theater. They used to have to open the side doors uh, to let air in so that we and, would suffocate.
0: And did you keep going back to that same theater to see it each time?
3: Not not everyone. I went to different theaters as well. I saw most of them there because I could walk there. I could walk to that place. Do you, do you yeah. remember and the also, review?
0: Do you remember the response the movie was getting in, in, in the theaters? Was it like this big applause? It's, so I saw it alone in a car, and Mike saw it the first time you know, with his dad on TV. You saw it with a big crowd. What was it like?
3: Yeah, it was like going to an actual sporting event. People were cheering and screaming and going crazy. and It was like nothing that I had seen before in a film. People mm-hmm. go to the movies, and they sit there and they watch quietly. Not this one. You know, and this I found in all of the Rockies as I saw them, uh, people would just stand up and start cheering and go crazy, and, and that's he what fi- it was like. It was- I remember
0: fights in parking lots after Rocky movies, like like that old yeah. Eddie Murphy bit about how yeah, people yeah. get <laughs> tough. But I, I remember, yep. you guys might relate to this. I'm curious what you'd think as I saw. I think it was Rocky. It must have been Rocky three, or no, no, no. It must have been Rocky four in um deadford new jersey which is a very close to a very italian area called washington township new jersey so it's all south philly italians that moved over to the burbs all loaded and i remember waiting to see the movie and some guy out loud in line said this movie with that italian guido guy acting this movie sucks i heard they cut out the italian market I still remember that, and, <laughs> and uh, it was like a bit I ended up doing in my act, which is like good thing these guys aren't Siskel and Ebert, you know, because I would no one would have seen the movie because the Italian market don't go see it. Was am I right, Mike? Is there no Italian market in Rocky Four?
1: Right, only in the flashback. Other than that, that's it. That's yeah. it. There's so, no new filming for. Yeah, nothing was filmed in no no Philadelphia filming in Rocky Four.
0: And did your friends think you were a weirdo for, for watching it over and over and starting to know all the lines?
3: Uh, there was nobody around to make fun of me. Oh, you I went was, alone every each uh, time yeah. you were by yourself? Yeah. I was by myself. Ooh. I was by myself. I would drag myself over there. I love it. Yeah, because you could walk. And even in those days, you, when you would you go to the movies and pay and stay there and see it over and over, too. Oh, you can stay oh, in the man. theater.
0: Like you're doing reps at the gym with a movie. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I would just stay there and wait for it to roll back and start again.
0: Okay. I love it. All that's right. That, that's awesome.
1: So now you're, <laughs> so you see Rocky, you've been drawing now. You've Your drawing has been branching out. You're doing a variety of different types. You're making it through high school. Where, where are you at with your art in high school? Are you starting to get a foundation that what you want to do with yourself?
3: No, I, I totally abandoned artwork in high school, and I moved into music because, you know, I, I thought I was going to be, you know, a rock star. So yeah, you made your that, music. I was going down that path, man, you know?
1: So how far did you get down that path, and why did you get off that path?
3: Well, I, you know, listen, I had a band. We were playing out. We were doing originals. I went to Burke College of Music. I mean I took this pretty far you know I started my college I I couldn't decide at that point if I was gonna do music or art so I knew I was gonna split my college time so I started music and then I was gonna go to art school so I I I took it far I went up to Berkeley uh to to study music I want to do this man you know yeah so what was so
1: so what where's the punch in your face that says wait no art
3: uh I met my wife and we went, out to we went out to dinner in Queens and yeah. we met art school. Now I'm in art school. I'm done okay. with Berkeley, now I'm in New York City. I'm at FIT and right. I met her there. And we went out to dinner, I'll never forget it. Was we're, she we're a student somewhere. there? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's where we met. And uh, she basically told me, yeah, you're not gonna be doing music. You're, you're gonna be doing art and that's that. What? So what was so her reason it. for that?
0: She just I, saw I, you I were better was, at one?
3: I, I guess maybe I've I've never really asked that question. I guess that's probably part of it. And also I think she's probably of that old school mindset that, you know, you're never going to make it in that thing. You don't do that. You know, it's is stable over here. And maybe she was just looking for a stable guy to be with. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can promise you, I
1: can promise you one thing. If you hadn't listened to Lucy your wife you wouldn't be doing this world famous podcast right now, pal. I can tell you
3: that. I, I'd be opening up for Joe somewhere. Uh, is exactly uh, get, in some <laughs> Connecticut nightclub somewhere. I get yeah, curious. Right. I get
0: curious about nationalities. I guess I'm old school. That I think I, I, that's my dad's first question. If you tell him a story, is she Jewish? Is she was she uh, Spanish? Is she, is is what, what's your wife's uh, ethnic background? Oh, 100% Italian. That was going to say, that's an Italian, like, that sounds like something my my mom or my grandma would say, no, 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 you're going to do this. Like, they just yeah. tell you what to do. But you listened. For some reason, she, <laughs> she hit it right, whereas my Italian grandma was wrong. She wanted me to be yeah. a welder. At least she didn't tell you to quit the art because she was an artist. What was she studying to do? at fit uh she was
3: in you know, she was in the business side she was in marketing and communications okay. and we began collaborating right away in school i mean we ultimately opened up our design agency which we still have to this day but we met in college oh. and that's where we started collaborating she would come up with the ideas and the words and tell me what to do art wise then we put it together and that's how we did all of our projects and that's how we still work to the day
0: I'm we, we could do a whole podcast about how great that must have felt because our art- artists don't like the business. Mike and I talk about it all the time. Mike hates it more than me. I kind of get into it. He can't stand. He just wants to do, you know, he loves the Rocky thing and he loves the artistic side of talking mm. about the Rocky movie. So you meet a woman that is your exact other half and it must have been like oh my god I, I i remember the first time my wife organized a um a filing cabinet and i was like i'm, I'm ready to propose right now <laughs> right yeah yeah so yeah. Well, mine the- was the first time she made
3: me a sandwich
0: what's the first thing that you can remember oh, she's that- a good cook yeah that's cool well, yeah. italian right you're gonna get Man, sandwiches Now, what's the first thing you notice where you're like, oh, my God, she's adding the business side to my art? What was the first thing, the first project where you're like, oh, my God, this works?
3: Uh, Well, it was in in college, I remember. And she was doing uh, a mock ad campaign, I think, for like Carnival Cruise Line or Princess Cruise Line, something like that. And I saw how she could come up with concepts on the spot one and the other after the other after the other and it's it's amazing to watch you you guys when you meet somebody like that like a a a writer for comedy or something just bang 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 rattle them off you know or or a writer for screen here's how we could do the scene or we can do it this way or we could do it that way or we could do this one you're like where is this coming from you know so that that's what i saw that i was like wow that's that's really special that's really important so that coupled with i can how i can make that look probably have something here early
1: on did you ever think you'd like to maybe do a painting for Stallone or collaborate with him or somehow reach out to him did that ever cross your mind early on oh. in your career
3: sure absolutely and uh, and I did those paintings you know i have early yeah. ones that i have at my parents house that i've never shown anybody um and uh, you know, I, I remember when he came out with his magazine Sly, and he was making appearances in different places. I know he he was in um, Grand Central Station at Hudson News to meet yeah. and greet, you know, because of the. And I brought a picture of that painting with me, and yeah. I was like, "Hey, check it out, Sly! Look, look, look at this painting." And that's the first time he looked looked me in the eye, and we looked at art together for a brief second. It was a second because yeah, they were right. moving you through this. And I had my son with me here I think he was five. I just wanted him to meet Rocky you know so I brought my son yeah. and I had a picture and I just remember sly looking at me and I go, um, hey, what, what do you think you, you remember this because it was a Rocky 4 painting you know it was like <sighs> oh, I, remember, I remember the tie because I got him in the tie you know oh, remember right. that uh, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, yeah so that was the first time but yeah I was doing uh, paint I, I was starting to get back into it. You know, and I went right back to Rocky as soon as I started working again.
0: I, I have so a weird, y- I have a weird side question before you're like yeah. because yeah, go ahead. I think everybody out there, even if you know you're not an artist, you, maybe you're not even a Rocky fan, and you're and you're stumbled onto this podcast. um, I think we can all relate to like meeting kind of your hero, and all of a sudden they become humanized. They're you're like, oh my god, this guy's mm-hmm. like just a person. Like, was there something? Where you notice that first time that you can remember, you're like, oh my God, he's just like, it's just like a regular guy. Because I met Cosby once, and I talked to him for 45 minutes backstage at the Apollo after one of his shows. And there was something I noticed, which was that he cursed a ton off stage. Like, that was my first, my first observation. Holy shit, does this guy curse a lot for the yeah. cleanest comedian ever. Like, what was your observation of Sly where you're
3: like, oh my God. Something. Well, you
0: know, the first time that answer.
3: I. <laughs> no, I do have I, The first time I met him, met him. This was just. But the first time I met him, met him, and, and spent time with him and had a, a lengthy discussion, um, which, by the way, I have to tell you, and maybe we'll get into this later when we talk about how I got to him and stuff, but I do remember as soon as there was art in the room or on the scene, He was just laser focused on what I remember the most. I remember looking at him, first of all, I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm standing in a room with Rocky, number one, Mm. and then see him and my art is laid out all over a table and he is just on it, you know, just just examining every piece and going through it. And I just I was struck by how, um, how intense he was about artwork. And they, you know, and we know how much of an artist he is, and how much he loves art. He loves art, and so I saw that firsthand. I saw that for real when I met him.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you became, you became similar to him, and he became similar to you. It was like when I, I always, I talk to Mike about this a lot, and I tell him why I can tell why Stallone probably is connected to him because. There's a difference between the fan who just says the typical stuff and then the other fan that is like almost like you. Like like I'll meet non comedians that are fans and they come up to you after a show and you can tell in two seconds by the questions they ask you. You're like, that's a fucking great question <laughs> like that. Like this guy's like, holy cow, you're like a comedian who's not a comedian. I mean so you guys no. all of a sudden spoke this art language right i must yeah i get it yeah. so it's pretty cool i mean mike talks yeah, well, about it, how they how he was touching his pictures was he touching your pictures
3: yeah well, the thing that i the thing that was the most profound of the moment for me was that i i'm finally getting to meet the man, really meet them you know and i was so fortunate that didn't have to be one of those oh my god you're my favorite, and I've seen all the movies, and it's supposed to. I didn't do, I didn't have to do any of that. Right. You know, I was ushered in by MGM, and they introduced me as this, you know, this is the artist in a rocky fit. So I immediately was on a different level with him. Mm-hmm. And because it was art, you know, we were just talking shop. So it was mm-hmm. a different, we were just talking about art as artists. And I remember him looking at the art, and asking me, How did you get this texture in here? How did you do that? You know? Uh, And those were really um, resonant moments. I remember calling my father after that night, saying, "You know, Rocky was asking me how I did something."
0: (laughs) You even called him alone. You called him Rocky.
3: (laughs) Well, because I just wanted to, you know, I always refer to him as fly, but I for my dad, it's like I just want to remind you, the guy I'm talking about is Rocky. You know, the guy up on that we we love so much. That's the guy, right? right, Who's asking me these? So. Um, I, I was just kind of remind family members that just like, Hey, it's Rocky, you know, just so you know,
1: <laughs> well, that's actually kind of a, a good segue really to kind of go up to the next level. So, uh, people that have asked me how I got to know John and how that happened. And it all happened because of a TMZ video of John giving Sly one of his paintings. Uh, I believe it was a million a one, right, John?
3: Yeah. yeah. Original.
1: And uh, just how the internet is and social media, I s- reached out and John and I just connected right off the bat. We just started talking. And then The Pretender premiered in my hometown in Scranton. And John brought his whole family to Scranton, little dinky Scranton, Pennsylvania. He went to the Steamtown Mall and then he came over to the Ritz and met my family, had a great night. And he brought me I hope i say this word right because for years i could not say croissant a gicle Gicle, is that right okay all right you
0: got it what's a gicle
1: what is a gicle john
3: gicle is the finest level of art reproduction you can have uh it's not a printout it's these machines that have you know it's the size of a truck the printer and it, it, it actually creates a full reproduction where you can see every texture, every paint stroke. It's what they use for the museums. When you go to the gift shop, and buy a Van Gogh or something, why it looks so good is because it's a G-Clay. It's a special process of printing and it's a special paper that they use. So it's just, you know, if you hold it well, next to a regular printout, it you will see
1: the difference. It's right yeah. here, right there. I don't know here, there it is right there. That's a 1000000 one shot. There that's yeah, yeah that's the one that john uh ha- had given me and it's it's uh on my wall i have about 22 prints of john's that i've bought and that he's you know sent me as gifts over the years and Not that's mention, the
0: Clay. that one's a Clay. that's a gicle yes oh yes. Th- exactly. yeah exactly the they all are. and it's okay yeah.
1: It's so bold where you see it's so bold and crisp. It's 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 quite beautiful. I'm sure we'll put the picture up in, in post here. Uh but at any rate, how did that why was TMZ following John Ravioli? Why was why were they <laughs> what happened, John? Tell us about this journey.
3: Well, I'm not sure that they're following me, but uh they do hang around that particular area of Beverly Hills quite a bit because as you know, Slywood that's kind of his stomping grounds, you know. That's yeah. his hood out there, where where I was in Beverly Hills. Um. Well, I have to back up. Yeah, um, please. Three months earlier, three months earlier, I was there in that area, and mm-hmm. was I was actually mm-hmm. chatting with uh Giuseppe Franco, you know, the hair guy who's right there. Yeah, in the stylist. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's also the guy with, with that song.
0: braided ponytail? No, that's somebody no. else. No, who's that? No, somebody else.
3: This, <laughs> this guy looks
1: like a small version of like Tommy Lee, a, a skinnier version of Tommy Lee,
3: and tinier.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, so I was hanging around chatting with him, and then Sly came over. He was there. I, he just walked in, and um, you know we started chatting and this and that. And at one point, Giuseppe said to Sly, "Hey, I I did a painting of Rocky." for the salon, you know, would you would you do one for me? And he's like, why why would why would I do it? Let's have this guy do it. You know, so he's like, here, I want to I want to show you this wall. So he brought me into the salon slide and he's like, that's the area that I need you to fill. Now how do they do know you were to- an artist at this point? Okay, so yeah, because we we've leaped ahead a little bit. But yeah. uh, prior to that, in that meeting that I was describing where Sly was looking at my art. Right. GM had commissioned me to do uh, an anniversary pro art program for the 35th anniversary of Rocky. So I had to create all of this artwork that they were going to use for marketing and licensing, mm-hmm. you know, so around the world, people T-shirts or backpacks, whatever it is, they need art. Somebody like me gets hired to do all that art. So it's the same all around the world. They use this book of art. It's called a style guide. So I had done this. And I didn't know when I got the job that at the end, when I was finished with the art, MGM was going to arrange for me to present it to Sly personally, so I you could. Had no do idea it. he was going to be there. I had no, I had no idea they were going to do this. So I remember they called me on a Tuesday in March. They called me on a Tuesday at the afternoon, and said you need to be in LA tomorrow at ten a.m. You know it's less than and you're on the east dollars. coast I'm, a, I'm in new york i gotta be in la i'm like <laughs> okay why and they're like we're taking you to go see stallone and you're gonna show them your art so get out here wow so now i gotta scramble i'm trying to find a way believe it or not everything was sold out. there were no flights. everything was sold out of course so i was just all all day i kept hitting refresh 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 on kayak did, did you, you know it? has all the airlines uh,
0: did you have any typical typical John, did you have any typical Italian relatives where, that are like, well, uh, how, what, are they paying you? Why are they not paying you? Like, you're gonna, like they think you're weird <laughs> for paying your own way, and you're like, shut
3: the fuck up. Yeah. I'm going. Oh, I, get that all the time. <laughs> I didn't have time to tell anybody on this one. But <laughs> right. you're right. I get that shit all day long. What did it pay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Artists what never hear that pay? in their head. What does it pay? Yeah. We just If we want to do it, we do it.
3: We do it. That's it. We have to get it out. It has to come out. And if somebody wants it, we're going to give it to them. Right. You know, that's the alternative. It gets stuck inside and it burns you up. So that's you know, why it helps are. have we're
1: someone
3: who is not us
1: to make sure we get money my wife your wives you know someone's got to control because we have this gift that we can put out there and we'll do it for free all day long so to joe's point to yours i'm i'm with you on that but the
3: goal is to get somebody well that's why they call us starving artists you know because we'll we'll just work we'll just work for free right right you know right
1: right. good point this is where an arrow
0: comes on the screen and points to our patreon uh, link, Yo, on the
1: Patreon, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah, Patreon, exactly. Support us at Patreon for all right. So, so Slice sees it. So, anyway, let's keep going with that story because I love so, this story.
3: Yes, so anyway, I do find a flight. I jump on a virgin flight at like five in the morning, four in the morning, or something, New York time. I'm heading out, and MGM picks me up at the airport, takes me over to MGM first so I can change my clothes in the bathroom because you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh basically God. sleeping on the plane. Yeah, I changed my clothes, they throw me in a in their car and they take me, you know, to his office, he had an office at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got in there, as soon as you walk in the giant statue of him from Rocky four, you know, and all this yeah. stuff and and brought me up to the room and I laid all my art out on the table. And now we're just waiting. And, and this was so I'll never forget this The thing. I remember most about this day in this moment was that I heard him first. I heard him. That voice, uh, that hey. baritone voice, is like nothing you've ever heard until you hear it live in front of you. I'm in this conference room and I hear it down the hall. I hear him. I just hear him talking to somebody. I
0: rings I rings outside.
3: And <laughs> I'm like, Rocky's in the building. Rocky's, Rocky's here. here. Read nice. And he's coming. Thank you. You lie nice.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Sorry, fucking drops. Jeez. The fans like him, <laughs> they love them, <laughs> you know. The like so, we hear his voice uh, and- coming down the hallway. We- which door is John? In? All right, all yeah, right. No, that's really the- And I just
3: hear him, and then I see him, and he's just kind of walking towards me down the hall. And I'm like, Well, it's on, this is it, here we go, you know. Right, right. this is the moment of truth. I got to present him with those art now. He's either gonna approve it or not, too. Yeah, it's not yeah. done. He has final say, so he's going to approve all this art. I've got like 30 pieces there, you know,
2: right. it was just
3: a great moment because MGM. And now listen, Mr. Stallone this is on Rivoli. He's a rocky aficionado from New York. Flew him in today just to meet you, present the art. I was like, I was so set up. It was yeah. such a great, yeah. such a great moment for me because I didn't have to do anything. I was just like, well, okay. So here I am. I didn't you have are. to go through that crap you
1: have to go through, you know?
3: that's just
1: it's it's so insane so he knows at this point you're an artist so you're with Giuseppe you're at at what Cafe Roma
3: or you're at Giuseppe's shop I'm at Giuseppe's shop just kind of okay. shooting the shit with talking but, and slides behind me I don't even know he's coming but I see Giuseppe he's like oh and and I turn and there he is well, so they call, they call it know, when came, preparation
0: meets opportunity right you you weren't unprepared you were at a high level of your of your artwork thank god you didn't get this chance when you were like really new you know you're oh, it's, a perf- no it's doubt. all a perfect moment it's like the end of rocky that that moment where they mm. stop the frame right everything's True. the best it's gonna yeah. get boom you're there and, okay. the re-
3: and the reason i was there too that i was hanging there because my i was in between meetings i had lunch at cafe roma with sony i had just finished lunch sony left and warner brothers was next and they laid me. Oh, we, you know, something came up. We need two hours. So I'm like, all, right, all right, I'll just hang here. <laughs> so I mean, you talk about, you know, opportunity being in the right place. I was just right. hanging around, and here comes Slide. And that's this it. whole thing with the painting. I need a painting. Giuseppe's like, I need a painting. Sly sees me. He knows who I am at this point. He's yeah. like, well, does this guy. So that's why he took me in and <clears throat> went through the whole thing. And it was his idea, Million to One Shot. That concept was his, you know? And on the yeah, spot, yeah. he was just kind of yeah. writing what this was. I think it should be this, and I think it should be that, and I want the city and this forced perspective, you know? And, and him yeah. larger than yeah. life, you know? Larger than the city, you know? All, all stuff, and he's just going through it, and I'm listening, and, and, he, and, he, and he finishes. He's like, so, you think you could do it? Um, I'm like, there's nobody better. I was like, shit. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: yeah. what?
3: That's a true yeah, artist. When we say, say something
0: that? about us being good, it always feels bad. Yeah. I always say, we you know, an artist is a shit artist when they, when they, when they brag, like the true artist is in his head going, I suck.
3: What the fuck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> what am I doing know. here? I'm not ready for this.
3: So that just flew out which I, I cringed for days afterwards oh, but best. he's like <laughs> he saw too it's many yours. rocky movies <laughs> yeah and then we talked about the size and I, the only thing i brought to the table was i said listen um uh, you just i gotta paint rocky in his letters though in the letter and the hat because yeah. that's the real rockies so right I just that's the one thing i want to bring to this and he's like you're right do it I had all the other art with me that he had overseen. I had it in book form. I was like, "Hey, like this, this here. You know, I'm going to do it like this." And so it was. It was just I was set up for it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: It was so all I, perfect I, timing. I,
3: yeah, and I boldly agreed to this thing and almost throw up. I'm like, "What did I agree to?" And what how did long I, did it I take? How long did it take you to do Million One Shot? Um, that this was March when I agreed to it, and I delivered it in June. So it was it was almost three months that it took me to work this out, you know. So almost Giuseppe never
1: gets the painting in his shop; it goes to Cafe where Roma, you, where you saw and then the it video, goes to Sly's house. It,
3: it's so funny that when I'm going to deliver it to him, the paparazzi just happens to be there to document the whole thing, you know. So yeah, you see, Sly comes up, and I turn around and I unveil it to him, and he's just like, he's in full on art mode. Right? He's Love just it. tearing into thing because it was wrapped. It's like just ripping it open yeah. to get at yeah. it. It's so it. cool. He loves He's like, like, You did this freehand? You know, like oh my god, I used yeah. to hear that as a kid all the time. My teachers, right? You drew that free- you drew that freehand, you know? Yeah, no, I that.
0: traced it. Sorry. No, I traced no, it. i Big trace.
3: You know. <laughs> yeah, we're going through the whole thing and it's just longer and longer. And after a, a bit it's like yeah, we're not hanging it. <laughs> we're not hanging it in your salon. I'm bringing it over here where he eats all the time. I want to look at it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, now did Giuseppe, Giuseppe ever get anything from you?
1: Did you end up no. doing anything for <laughs> <laughs> no, Giuseppe.
3: Giuseppe? He's still got that blank wall. <laughs> Does he really? Oh, that's funny. I should really you know, it's funny you bring that up. I really send him a G Clay of it so he could put yeah. it out there. He would yeah, probably love that. I missed that. Yeah. I should send that to him. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, we, so. we brought it over there and he hung it, and uh, you know he was going to have lunch and, and stuff, and then he's like, "Hey, listen, I need two more. Yeah. Why don't you do one on each side of it?" I was like, "All right." So I was and, and what, these what?
1: What were those two that you sent in addition?
3: Uh, Yo Rock became mm-hmm. Yo Rock and Go yep. in the Distance. Those were the two. And they hung in Cafe Roma for years. Yeah. For years, yeah. those pieces hung there. Uh, you know, people used to go there to get photographed with it. They would pilgrimage right. that spot. Oh, they yeah. Would take photos because they would send them to me and, and stuff. So.
1: Oh my God! It's uh, you can see people in. Uh, my damn earpiece keeps falling out. You can see people in um, on social media all over at going to Cafe Roma when they were hanging there, uh, taking their pictures in front of them, and that's how I think a lot of people found out about you. I mean, it really was. That was a blessing. It was
3: all sly. I mean, you know, and he kind of it was, it was somewhat his intention because I remember when he decided that we're not going to hang this in the salon we're going to put it over here i remember him saying that we'll get you some exposure yeah you know we'll get you a little right. exposure. chance of a
1: lifetime oh, that's it right was, mick it was a chance or no that's Jurgen
3: yeah i didn't let it pass me by didn't let there pass was nobody by. better
1: i was ready we <laughs> have <laughs> nobody better uh so yeah, some of the things better. So, hopefully, we can put these pictures up. Um, I'm just going to tell you some of my um, my favorites. Um, one uh, that Sly recently posted is your updated take on Reflections. Now, Reflections is right above my head. It's Sly right there.
0: I got a right quick there. question about the naming. Is that typical for artists to have to title their artwork like it's a chapter in a book or is this like only because they're matching moments from a movie do you title a lot of your artwork
3: yeah i've, I've always titled my artwork and, is that um, common
0: do a lot all artists do that or is it
3: i think a lot i think most fine artists do i know sly names okay. his pieces i i think i think most artists do and it's really just the um the button on it when you're done you know to just to put the the theme really of what this is supposed to put out for you right
0: you know yes yeah it's it's pretty cool it's just like that still moment from a movie and what it means to you right right well that
1: reflections i know sly loved that i mean and you had added to the original version you had done you had placed rocky's face right underneath the 1818 looking at sly as he went back that was a real moment in sly's life that he had done during the filming of Creed
0: too, and you had captured it to perfection. Does yeah? Well, I'm I remember. Curious as, I remember... As, sorry, as I'm curious because as an I, I act, I'm not you know I'm not Stallone, but I I, I want to be an actor. That's like my true uh, want to do besides stand up. And I wonder because I notice, especially from doing this podcast, when I have to pull stills from the Rocky movies, that there's so many more moments with Sylvester Stallone especially in the Rocky character where there's so many still moments that convey something strong. And I'm like, am I just noticing this because I love this movie so much? Or am I right to know that like Stallone's doing something different than other actors where he conveys a lot? Is he aware of what he conveys with his face without saying anything in so many moments in his movies?
3: Well, I I can't speak for him, I would imagine he is a true artist. And I would imagine he knows exactly um, what he's capable of and what he's doing. And what you're noticing in there, what makes a great film, what makes a great film, one of the things, and I'm a visual person first, Mm -hmm. is that if every scene could be something you could hang on a wall, that is a beautifully done film, and that you're no in Rocky. There's like, all these moments that you could just pause it and be like, "I could hang that," you know. There's yeah. so much being said in this moment, and it's just like the whole film has this. Is there the any film, other movies
0: that you think are out there, be- besides Stallone stuff, that have something like that, where there's a lot of like stuff that just makes like an artist's mouth water? Like, oh my god, that's this, that's that. I don't know if there is. Do you th-
3: think there is? Well, I think that The Godfather films are really beautifully shot as well. And I think there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in those scenes, you know, with those great actors and what they're doing. So I, I would I would look at that one as well, that there's a lot. of. In fact, I did work on I did the 30th anniversary of The Godfather for Paramount. So I know I studied that film pretty inside out. and right. too.
0: I was going to guess yeah. The Godfather would be like one of the other ones. Yeah. But I can't think yeah. of others.
3: Yeah. And they're italian so, <laughs> italians i'm just saying yeah, but i could have I'm said just...
0: goodfellas or the sopranos but no I'm, I'm they probably say all
1: have their moments i mean they all have their moments but when when you think about like and everybody's a little bit different too i, I think we used to have this game we would play at my mother's when we have a big dinner when you when someone tells you godfather what comes to your mind do you think tony soprano are you thinking Joe Pesci, De Niro? Are you thinking Michael Corleone? Are you thinking Don Vito Corleone? You know, everybody is a little bit different, but I think when you hear the word godfather, I just think it the first to, on the day of your daughter's wedding, <laughs> you know, and he's sitting there with the tuxedo on, right?
3: Yeah, right. That's the That's iconic the shot. Image. Right. Yeah. That's the go-to image. I made that the packaging for it. That's the go-to image. Exactly. Right. But
0: right. there's something about the Rocky movies where it doesn't look like cheesy art when it's done, especially done right, like what you're doing versus when you see a lot of these like painters on the street that paint things from movies where it just looks kind of cheesy if they paint, pick, they paint Tony Soprano with a cigar. But when mm-hmm. you take Stallone, it looks like art. It, it's well, Rocky real is, art.
3: Rocky is an art film rocky is an art film so when i set out to do this i just thought it was natural a natural progression for me to try to retell it through art because it is an art film already so i got a great base to work with you know that's that's something i want to write isn't it
1: yeah yeah i agree and that's actually something i want to i want to talk about as to why i have these favorites of yours um it all has to do, it, to me, it has to do with two things. I, it, has a, it has to do with more than that. But the two things that I that strike me are that you have an energy to your painting that reminds me, one, of Leroy Neiman. You're like a modern-day Leroy Neiman in the energy you infuse in your painting. And number two, something that is impossible to reproduce uh, for most artists is something that we never saw in a movie. And, John, this is probably one of my favorite things about your paintings is that you get us to see an image from another view. For instance, um, Shattered. Everyone has seen Round 14 in Rocky. We know the image, Rocky in the corner breaking Apollo's ribs. We see Apollo from the back. I promise you, go to John's website and check out some of these paintings shattered is a reversal we see the anguish on creed's face uh we see the other side of rocky a complete different angle it's fascinating another one um the rocky steps uh standing at the base rocky standing at the base of the steps ready to begin that journey we've only seen him at the sweats at the top dancing around in victory but here he is like the rest of us starting that journey Another one um, I got, that, I'm just trying to, uh, in Rocky hood, my God in Rocky hood is amazing. It's this one right there that's in Rocky hood. And this is right after Rocky gets yelled at by Mickey in the gym and he's on his way to Gazzo's office and he's on his way to his fate. And this is not a scene that exists in anywhere. And this is something John had to paint, and one more I want to mention. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> where did I read it? Down? Jo- John, I forget the name of it. I, I I don't know where I I my I can't read my own handwriting. Is it rising is, up? Uh, yeah, that's one where he's looking through. It's Mickey's view looking up. Yeah, when Rocky rising is up. knocked down. Okay, fourteenth round when he gets knocked down, rising up, and that's another one. I just think so many people can relate to being down and, and, and coming back up. So please, you know, we'll put them up here on the, on the, on the podcast to see them, but go to John's site and have a look. This this is stuff you have to hang on your wall. John, what, where did it come from to develop these images that no one has ever seen before? Where did that start?
3: Well, um, you know, my job has always been to create original art for all these films. I work on a lot of films from Harry Potter to Wonder Woman, you know, and it's my job to come up with something that people haven't seen before. So it's original. So when licensees start coming out with products, people are excited, right? It's something different. So when I went into this, look, there's a lot of artists who paint Rocky stuff around the world. You know, there's a lot of good artists. Sure. Um, I didn't want to be like those guys. I didn't want to get a Getty image reproduced it over here. Exactly. Yeah. Like if People like, Oh, my God, it looks like a photo. That's amazing. You know, right, right. I, yeah. I, I left that behind. Many years ago, I used to do that stuff. I used to work. And really there's nothing wrong stuff. with that. There's nothing wrong with it. I used to right. do it. You know, I, I did everything I could to be as photo real as I could, you know, and I, I would do stuff that was right on right on the money. Yeah. And then I started looking at it and thinking about it. And I thought, what's the point what's the point just just give me the photo then there's really no point in reproducing it i get the skill of it i get the technique and all that stuff but you're really more of a technician than an artist an artist will show you something you've never seen before that's the job of a real artist mike and i talk about
0: this all the time like how there's People out there doing, taking people on Rocky tours and Mike will be like this guy. And that's why I think the second level of Patreon, I think it's our second, is called You're a Hack. Uh, You know, if you wanted to be a subscriber for that, like there's comedians that they never got it. Like they would come into the New York comedy scene and they'd go on stage in front of the guy who was the most important booker who could change your career if he liked your comedy they come off stage and they got huge laughs huge applause he they go sit down with the guy that ran the club who's seen real artists and he'd go that's not what i'm looking for and they'd be like what the hell i got a- everybody was laughing and i saw it all coming that's what he they would say i can't see your jokes wow. coming if i see him coming you're just like you're run of the mill. You can work in you know in New Jersey. That's what he used to say. You that'll work in New Jersey, but not here in New York yeah, City, yeah, yeah. where we know the fine yeah. stuff. And, well, that's uh, why I say you're, you're
3: you're a technician rather than an artist. Yeah, and, and you're not taking a chance. You're not risking. Oh, you it. Have to put yourself out there every time when you create you're going on stage to do your act or i'm bringing a new canvas into paint on you are putting yourself and you got to lay it all out there
0: Mm -hmm. and then they say this they say this to you you ever think
1: about retiring no
3: you think about it
0: (laughs) you might want to retire (laughs) dude you stink go work on a cruise ship
2: yeah
3: well that you know to to get you know to get back like that was that was the that was my mission yeah Yeah. it was an evolution
0: who taught you oh, that? Yeah. Did you, that was just instinct on your own, you knew? Or were you taught instinct. by yeah. a, Did you have a mentor when you were coming up?
3: No. I just I just knew. I made a decision. This is what I was going to do. Now, do I do some of the iconic stuff? Yeah, that you have to. Like round 10 and the famous Rocky three. Sure, image of sure. him. Standing. The hands I do that the because people want those things. People write me letters asking for it. And I'll, I'll do those things because – they're so iconic, they should be captured, they should be, you know, but my job as an artist is to hopefully breathe something new into this iconic character that makes it new to people that they haven't seen. And that's why I started saying, Okay, if I was directing this, where would I have put the camera differently? Let me move it over here and see if I can create that image. Because to go to shattered, to me, the money shot is Chris face. We know Rocky's breaking his ribs. We know he's going to break his ribs because of the meat scene. We know this is coming. So when he does it, to see that pain on Carl Weather's face as he's just being shattered inside is really I think it's so so fulfilling for the audience. First of all, to know Rocky had this moment after being almost done and finished for, you know, and then to do it but i i you see creed's back but i just wanted to see his face so i wanted to move that camera took his Joe, best
0: shot it. and become champ talking, huh what shot it's did you shot ever shot. take
3: well, i like and that's the taking shot. a shot that's for sure you're it, yeah. you're taking exactly. a shot when you when you because sure. you will know it doesn't exist and you know the funny thing is mike is when i look back this is mm-hmm. kind of where it started anyway because million to one shot above your head that doesn't yeah. exist right that doesn't no, exist. it doesn't, it doesn't. So, so right. I basically wrote the scene in front of me, and I had to bring it to life. So right. that yeah. image of him, I had, to draw, I had to draw him. No photos of him standing there like that. It doesn't exist. You know? well, right.
0: And the key is, is that you knew to make a painting of what you wanted to see. You actually wanted to see that, and that's why it's well-received because we're getting a piece of your personality in your work. So that's, that's the key to being an artist is bringing yourself into it.
3: That's right. And, and storytelling, storytelling, you know, uh, I'm a writer as well. I write, you know, screenplays. So I'm all kind of bringing that hat into this and, and say, you know, bringing in something that why the moment is important, why it matters in the film. And I know that as the writer, but now I got to, you know, bring in the artist to just show it and prove, why it matters. You no, know? because my writer has, is telling me, if I'm if I'm the writer, I write scene saying cameras over here, we're on, on Apollo as his ribs are being shattered, right? That's how I would write it. Now I'm going to now I'm going to paint it. So that that was kind of my own internal mission statement. I'm not going to be those other guys out there. And I'm not going to copy photos. And I'm not going to go photo real, which I can do i do this style that you see that is just pure energy I mean, i'm throwing shit all over the canvas you know and i'm rubbing up against it and i'm putting brillo pads whatever i can find that i can rub in there to screw it up that's what i do <laughs> i love it anything i do to break it that's what i mm-hmm. try to do because it makes it raw and real and just gives and en- that's the energy you're talking about right you know? very much so
1: now,
2: yeah.
1: excuse me. This is also a great segue. You know, writing. Um, I, I've dabbled in it a little bit. I know Joe. Joe had Joe and I are working on a, on a project together. John, you've got a you've got a pretty interesting project going on with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Robert uh, Brusio, right? Yeah. 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 Why, why don't yeah, you he, talk a little bit about that? This is this is something that's a uh, very very interesting.
3: Yeah, Robert's uh, Robert's a, a great writer. You know, he's the bottom of the ninth. Uh, that film that's kind of Rocky-esque. Uh, in fact, he got the whole crew from Rocky, the produ- pr- producing team, make his movie. Talk about weird right. re- connecting uh, thoughts. Um, so, you know, we met the Rocky universe. We kind of met. My wife actually put us together. Uh, she, she choreographed that as well. And uh, we just had a mutual respect for one another. And mm-hmm. two, two days after we met, he's like, uh, hey, I, you know, I got the idea for a Rocky thing. And I know you do all this Rocky stuff. You interested? And I'm like, sure. And he had the idea of a story. And, and so we wound up writing a script. Uh, it's called Million to One Shot. And um, it, it, it's really a celebration of Stone, it's really a celebration of, of, of Sly mm-hmm. in 1975 before Rocky comes out. And that whole process. Um, and it, it's kind, you know, it really shows the power of that film, and how it affected the world as a time travel kind of a movie. It's very, very cool, you know. Yeah. Um, people always say it's if you were to describe it, it's it, it's a wonderful life meets Back to the Future with the magic of Rocky. That mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. It's a very cool uh, concept and a story and uh you know i sent it to sly and i sent him the log line he thought it was really interesting so yeah we have this thing floating out there so hopefully we'll we'll get this thing moving because i think the fans will love it
2: and then they'll love
3: awesome. it every great kind of installment into the rocky world without being a rocky film but it's still a right. rock film to us like we get that right you know right. so you know listen you know how hard it is to get this stuff done it's, you know right. it's the it, either struck by lightning by while being eaten great white shark you know yeah. but we're on it and um and you know when this world opens up again i'm going to get on plane if i can't get him jazzed about this and get him moving. yeah
1: exactly exactly well you know it's interesting because uh you robert and myself we had worked on a little mini project to kind of i think in support of of this uh this movie i think to try to get it out there in a way to, to get some energy yeah. behind it make people aware yeah. of it and we've got to get back and revisit that because i miss
3: working I know. on that that, that was something COVID. i i yeah i know, I know. It, just, it just messed everything up hey but you know over my head here in this yeah. painting yeah this is another one an example of something that um doesn't exist right here there you go one of my newer ones, right <clears> treat <throat> is right. down yeah. Which I need, I wanted to capture that it's such a powerful moment, and I explain why in my video release of it. Why it's, you can see it's like reminiscent of the Ali uh, knockdown, the famous right. poster. That's what I was looking for, but <clears throat> right. that's another one. Something new hasn't been seen. That photo doesn't exist. John, it's where can people thing.
1: see some of these videos that you do about your paintings? Oh, I- oh I- now. Now.
2: yes, he is. <laughs> yep
0: now. Yes, he is. I'm a little there it is. slow.
2: <laughs> I am, down.
0: It's crazy. i oh, got like a relaxed brain. I'm a little slow with my drops. <laughs> where
1: where yeah. can we see your storytelling on the on the videos for these stories?
3: They're on the website, <clears throat> iconsandart.com. Each piece of art, if you click on it, it'll bring you, and it, the video will be there. And also my Instagram, John underscore Rivoli. I post them all the time the, yeah i've seen those stuff.
0: really cool uh instagram posts you do that have like all kind of f- cool editing mixed with your art and like uh, moments from the movie. my oh, son does those
3: my son, does
0: those. My son awesome. makes those videos tell yeah. him he's hired i want to hire him
3: yeah Get no he's nice. killing it yeah he's killing it for me i i, I do little storyboards of what i want i draw it and i walk away and he comes back with that stuff so really how yeah. old is he he's uh 20 but you've been making those for a couple of years. So, oh, yeah.
2: Wow. Yes. Passion runs in the really family. family. Passion or it does. does. Passion. Yeah.
1: And John, <clears throat> I, we still have some more questions for you. And I want to do a little fun, uh, a question thing here as we kind of come down uh, to the end of, uh, uh, talking. But one of the things that surprised me, I, I don't, I don't recall you and I talking in depth about it until recently. So, what is a master plan? What what is one of the things you want to have done that you've not done? Why are you doing all of these rocky? I mean, I love that you're doing them, but why are you doing these paintings?
3: Yeah, it's not like, it's just a passion project. <clears throat> there's a there's a concept in mind here that yeah. <clears throat> I laid out years ago. The point is for me to build up this massive collection of powerful paintings and images. That haven't been seen or i or are iconic. You know, is right now I'm just in the building mode of this thing. The ultimate goal is to make a talking book to go with that book behind you, the Rocky book. Oh,
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow and
3: red, yeah. That's right. I want to do a companion piece to that, called the Art of Rocky. And in there will be all of my paintings, all of my sketches beforehand, showing the process. And yeah. probably most importantly are my <clears throat> narratives as to why I did this piece, why it's important, why it matters, why it should be seen, even though it's never been seen before. That's the thing that people really, really respond to are my depth stories about these paintings. So I think yeah. that to, to compile these in a beautiful Toshin book yeah. is a natural progression where it should go. You know, I and I'll, I'll ask Sly to do a forward for me or something, and, sure. and that is, and and that's when I'm I'm kind of going going into that mode now. I'm going to start talking to them now because the 50th will be here really before you know it, and <laughs> it takes time to put the yeah. books together. So maybe I'll coincide with the 50th anniversary and do the right. art of rock.
0: Is it and, a legal? Th- is there any legality problems when you're uh, taking somebody famous? character from a movie and creating art of the, you know, and putting it in a book and all that kind of stuff. I'm just curious. John,
1: why don't, why don't you tell us why for you, there is
3: no legal problem. Yeah. Cause he's doing
0: the scenes that don't that. exist. No, no, no. No, no, the answer, no. The
3: answer to that, the answer to that is yes, it's a problem. You can't profit off of a public figure like that. You can sell one. You can't sell multiples like I do. I have a license for it oh. i'm mgm's official rocky artist so i work with MGM yeah. and i work with he approves all my artwork so that's why on the bottom of all my art there's this legal line from mgm so i'm allowed to do it that's why
0: we should probably ask john mike if we are allowed to be doing we're writing a two-person show about how our lives uh, are connected to the Rocky movies and why. It's a lot of our life stories, but they definitely connect to things. Uh, in the play, I'm on Mike's tour and each site is evoking memories from my life. And then um, mm-hmm. you find out you know, a lot of m- more stuff about my life that you might not know, and a lot about why Mike gives his tours and why he's so connected to Rocky and what his life story is. Is thats is that a legal thing that's allowed to be done?
3: Yeah, I mean, of course you would consult with somebody, but my understanding is that if you don't show the actual film or yeah, play not. something, audio or anything, you can talk about um, iconic a films, character. iconic characters. You can talk about these things. You can't have the character in the play. You can't have Rocky on stage. Right. You can't have Adrian on stage as characters. Those characters are owned, but right. you can talk about the so characters. Mike is
0: dressed up like Rocky. He's not allowed to be walking around on stage pretending he's Rocky Balboa.
3: No, I think he can. He's pretending to be a character. I I don't think that's yeah. any you know, issue in the play he
0: represents as if he really is that character though, doesn't he? How about in your in your screenplay that you wrote that it's about a young Rocky, right? You're going back. Someone, there's no, gotta be an actor. It, but, but a young, St- 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 young Stallone. Stallone. What's the. Right. Oh, so Stallone's different than. Okay, I got that. Oh, so, Sly Stallone hates it.
1: Different than Rocky. Yeah, if Sly hates right. it, which he's not gonna hate it, he's gonna love it. But if Sly had an issue with it, well, more than likely, it's dead in the water. It's not going to go anywhere. It's dead in the
3: water. Yeah, you can't do it without them. You, you can't right. do it without them. I mean, right. legally, you probably can. You can make. You can make if you want
0: to piss him. Don't mind pissing if him off and cutting the rest off. of your that's career.
3: Right. And and that's yeah, well, exactly right. And wrath come down on you. So you with the pretender, we
1: we we got a lawyer for the pretender and because, as you know, we show like seven second clips from Rock. Yeah, and. It fell under the, excuse me, the fair use act. So you can show to a minimal and you can like, okay, you know, when I I'm getting all messed up in the restaurant, you can't play the Rocky music there, but you can show a clip of the movie because showing a clip of the movie and describing it is different from playing the bill Conti going to fly now to push the movie forward. Like that, right. you know what I mean. There's a difference, and it falls under fair use. And yeah. and I, and I know right. Jim Toscano, he spent thousands of dollars on a lawyer to to ensure that. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. sounds yeah. like
0: just just to clear it up in our project, Mike, it would make sense if you're this a little bit over-the-top guy who's so obsessed with Rocky-esque. Sylvester Stallone that he dresses mm-hmm. up like Rocky to give his tours because he loves the character. To, you know, you're playing you, playing Rocky is okay, but if you're really Rocky and you're trying to make a movie, it's it doesn't work. You can't do it. I yeah, you can't
1: it. make a play starring Rocky Balboa. No. But here's a guy no. who has a fedora he's, on. And-
0: he's obsessed with Rocky and he <laughs> thinks he's Rocky. He has, he has issues. Right guys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right all.
1: so before i go to our fun little questions here um john i'm sure you'll know where i stole these questions from <clears throat> i'm gonna just be right up front about it um <laughs> uh the actor studio i loved how he would oh. ask those questions you know what is
0: your yeah. favorite curse? You
1: know, stuff like that. So I just have a, a few here uh, that I want to ask before we, uh, sign off for the, oh, for the interview. Maybe, maybe but, we could,
0: Mike, maybe we could ad lib like one or two that connect with, uh, Rocky movies that could be, become our own questions that continue from all our interviews out, added on to these. So if I think of one while you're going, that connects it. with Rocky, I'm going to ask him. Okay. Please, please do. All right. So, <clears throat> Here's the first
1: one I got. <clears throat> what excites you?
3: Um, knowing that my art connected with somebody in enough and in such a way that they actually made it part of their lives. Like they actually carved out a spot in their home to put something that I created really excites me. Because that's what it should do. It should affect you to the point where you want to refer back to it. You want to have it there. You want to look at it. That's great art. Yeah. So that's what excites me in my world. What turns you off? Anything fake. Mm. Fake music today. You know, I'm a Springsteen guy. Everything else is just crap to me. You know, Fake music, fake art. People just download stuff and piece it together. You know, the, you know, technology has allowed a lot of people who shouldn't be in the creative world into the creative world. That's how I see it. It's just allowed people who don't have the real foundation and skills to create art to be calling themselves artists. So anything fake really turns me off.
1: I agree. Um, what You too, Joe. Yeah, right. I mean, that, I think that is a the three of us would seriously agree on that john what what is a favorite sound what is something that you hear because ah, yeah
3: um the the that sound of crunching of leaves in fall when you're walking outside and all the beautifully colored leaves are on the ground and you hear that crunchy sound i love that that's comfort
1: for me oh wow because as john fully well knows Christmas is right after the crunching
3: leaves. (laughs) More Christmas movies are coming.
1: John and I are like two girls. We're like two old ladies that never got married, and every year at Christmas time, we get together with our hot chocolate, our Christmas mugs, our Hallmark sweatshirts, and we talk about the best Christmas movies coming out on Hallmark. And my wife just rolls her eyes, and she goes, Jesus. She goes, you know what's going to happen? She goes, 100 years from now, you and John are going to be in the same retirement home, and you're just going to be the only two old fogies there sitting in front of the TV watching
3: Hallmark movies. But it'll be up in Vancouver, so we'll be, like, on the set as they are making movies. We'll watch them. Oh, hell yeah. John,
1: (laughs) what is your your least favorite sound? Any politicians
3: speaking. Hmm. I yeah. hate, I hate all of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, it's. Uh, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I, I get it.
2: <laughs> it <up. laughs>
1: if if you could do anything else in life, what would it be?
3: Oh, I'd be a chef. I'd be a, a chef. chef. I grew up in the restaurant business. My brother's a chef, and I, right. I'm a home chef. I, you know, I paint plates with my food, so I would absolutely nice. be a chef no
1: question about. Yeah, nice. Um, If you could time travel, what would you tell an 18 year old John Rivoli?
3: Um, Don't listen to people around you and don't seek out their guidance. I have made that mistake my for a very long time and I continue to do it to this day. And it burns me every time I have an instinct. I want to do this thing. And I got to run it by people. And at some point, they steer me out of it or put me in a different lane, and it all comes apart. And the other thing I see would have worked out. So I would say to myself, listen to no one, just whatever it is, you feel and is pushing you to, out of bed that morning, to go do just do that thing. Just do it. Don't ask them. Yeah. Don't ask them.
1: Great answer. Um, if heaven exists, who would you want to meet you at the gates to be your tour guide? It could be anyone, famous, someone alive today that's going to be dead, or someone that's been dead. Anyone?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, it would be my grandfather. I, I oh, miss really? my pop. Yeah, I grew up for a good part of my life, my childhood. I grew up with my grandparents. That's who I was with down at Beach Town, we were, we were Jersey, which was a rough spot in the '70s. So my parents bought a beach house. For me and my brother and sister to go to school down the jersey shore that's why we were down there and my grandparents went down with us and so i was really raised by my grandparents in many ways and um and my, my my grandfather had a deep impact on me in my life and and how i grew up and uh, i i him dearly he didn't get to see me do anything he didn't get to see me get married none of that it just uh he, as soon as i started art college he passed away so uh, I would I would love to see him again and walk through heaven with him, John. There's so uh,
1: you know I listen to Howard Stern. I I think Howard Stern is probably one of the greatest interviewers on the planet. And I uh, he always says at the end, I could talk to you for another five hours. And so I mean I'm I'm lucky because I get to pick up the phone and and call you and 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 you know have these great conversations. But I want you to come back again because there, there's so much more to go into all the different roads you've been down, and all of your successes and and failures, and opportunities and challenges. I can't wait for people to hear more. Will you come back at some point?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't even get into the persistence it took for me to get to the first time. That's you know, there's the a whole other whole, thing that didn't just, that didn't just happen. You know, there, the, the there persistence was
1: that was the. That was a big thing I really wanted to get into um, about yeah. that. Now, Joe, what do you think? Do you do you think we go for another forty minutes, or do you want to come back and do like a part two <laughs> and get into the persistence?
0: Well, I mean, I, I had a I had a couple more questions to to go add ahead, to, to add to that that I think can be part of uh, our interviews. One is yeah. I always ask people this; I'm always curious. What's the moment out of any of the Rocky movies? That makes you choke up and man cry and multiple times, almost every time you see it. And we're all Rocky fans, so we know it could be a 200, a thousand times. Which which mm-hmm. moment is yours where you go, that gets me, and you, you get that little. My wife says I don't cry. She's like, "There's no water coming out of your eyes." I'm like, "There's a feeling, though." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, there's a feeling." Almost cry. They're
3: moist. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, that would be uh, <clears throat> the night before the fight, and I made a painting of it called "Alone in the Ring." Rocky goes out to find himself and realize just what's going on in his world right now. Mm-hmm. And he climbs up into that ring, and he looks at the poster of himself, and he's just staring at it. And it's another great sly moment. His face telling you everything you need to know. No words are needed. You can just see it. And Jerms. Walks in, and you know Rocky tells him, you know the poster's wrong. I'm wearing white shorts with a red stripe and Jurgens All but dismisses it, <laughs> telling him <laughs> that it really doesn't matter, does it? I'm sure you're going to give us a great show. Uh, and it's in that uh, moment that the uh, Rocky really. Where where are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's and, dancing, and he, he does this all the time. He dances with himself.
0: You miss. And it's it, in
3: though. that moment. Yeah, it's that moment that Rocky realizes that um, they don't take him seriously. It's a joke
0: yeah. for
3: everybody. He knows he's in something that's way bigger than himself. And in that moment where the character changes, and um, he moves away from his want and he goes to his need. He moves away from his want, which is to win that fight, mm-hmm. to his need which is to go the distance and prove he's not a joke and he's not a bum. That is a right. poignant moment. That is the yeah. best moment for me. That moment, and it gets me every we've, we've all been there. You know, the people yeah. in front of you think you're a you know, this guy, right? Joe, you know. right. So, that moment,
1: yeah, yeah, I I, 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 I you the... can't disagree,
3: nope. Uh, uh, Joe's I
0: got missed Big it when, when you were talking. I was showing you on the wall, it's of uh, my office here. It says the posters, Post- <laughs> which yeah, was the title it. of my second comedy special, and like, uh. I mm-hmm. had an actual artist paint a picture of me, of a bat uh, up with where all the po- where it's just wrong, like everything's wrong on the fuck on the comedy special poster, just everything, the credits, Good. my name spelled wrong, everything. So that's uh, great. It's I funny that, that you said that that that's your uh, that's your cry yep. moment. Um, yep. I I know Mike's because he talked about it last week. So what was yep. my I had another raw another. I had another like Rocky esque one, and now I'm forgetting what it was because I have ADD. Uh, <laughs> did you have any more to your uh, list there, Mike? No, I I'm uh, I put mine up the the ones that I thought
1: might be the most uh, maybe the most interesting. I just i I have a a final statement I'm going to say that that I always pester John about, but you know oh, I, I
0: know what it was. was. Go Sorry. ahead, go ahead, John. Sorry. Mine was, since the podcast is called Pretender to Contender, what is the one thing in your whole career that maybe you could uh, in, encapsulate as the moment where you went from a pretender to a contender? What What was it, you think, for you?
3: you know, having had, just had this conversation, I kind of feel like it's that moment where I don't know where it came from, but I said to him, there's nobody better. And I think that was the leap moment for me that, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to take it on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put myself out there for Sylvester Stallone, put my best on a canvas and see what happens. And after that, it all just took off. So I think that that moment of me being so ridiculously bold um, was my pretend to contender moment. All right. Such a well, personal then, moment.
0: Let's record him while we got you here to tell us what, because you just said that there was a big long process of meeting him since mm-hmm. since you said that that took you to from pretender to contender with that moment then can you can you take us through it in 10 minutes of the process of what oh, of it took course. to make that happen of course of course well, you know I, I
3: mentioned that i work in 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 the film industry so i work for all the studios and when a new movie's coming out I'm there from the beginning because I got to create all the artwork for this thing so the movie makes money on the back end uh, mm-hmm. in products you know like backpacks, t-shirts, lunch boxes whatever it is. I got to do all that stuff. So I've been doing that for a very 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 long time. And I always had my sights on Rocky. So I would always pester MGM saying, "Hey, listen, you know if you're going to do a Rocky thing, I'm your guy. Like you should come to me. This is this is what I do. Believe me when I tell you, I'll I'll bring something to this. And I kept doing that. And no response. Uh, no positive You
0: keep response. asking. You keep asking. But you I don't keep asking.
3: Up. And then I open up this trade paper and I see that they're doing a Rocky style guide. And now I can't believe it. I wasn't even called. I wasn't even considered. You know? So I call him up. I'm like, listen, I know you're going to do this thing. I read that it's going to happen. right? I, I want to no, you know, we got somebody in mind and this. And I'm like, listen, I'll do it for a dollar. I'll do it for a dollar. Just let me do it because this has to be handled properly. You know, you can't just give it to anybody who's going to watch the film over the weekend and think they know Rocky enough to create a story and a narrative behind it. And they turned me down. They turned me down. So that was a real low. And somebody else did do this style guide and it came out and it is, you know, it is what it is. But since that moment, I was hell bent that I was going to be in the next one. So I just kept pressing them and pressing them and pressing. Them. And and finally, when the 35th started to roll around, they called me. And that's my moment to get in there. And I did whatever I had to do to get that deal done. And that one that I told you earlier, where I didn't know it, but they were going to surprise me by letting me get to present all of the artwork to Sylvester himself. So that, that was the thing. So, but I had five years in between there because it was a 30th that I didn't get. I had five years that I was just brewing over this thing and steaming and just constantly, constantly, constantly reaching out to them to let me have this shot, you know, to do it. And, and that is where I first met Sly and after that, there was another large gap because now it was the 40th coming. And I immediately went back to MGM. I'm like, listen, don't even start. Let's not go down this road again. I want to do this. You know, a lot you, of great ideas. I want to
0: ask you one thing before you continue the story, because I used to teach stand-up and I would tell comedians when I would teach them that you have to be really persistent to make it, but you can't be annoying. There's a fine line, right? So how did you find that fine line of being persistent without burning a bridge and annoying people how did you well
3: do in my, well because in my industry you know we work and then we don't work there's a film and we're working for three six months and then we don't work so in that downtime it's kind of expected that you're going to reach out to them and okay. say hey what, what's coming on the pike what's so i have that opening and at the end of every one it would be by the way anything happens with rocky Please, you know, I'm, I'm your guy.
0: Just a little seed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're that's print, good advice.
3: Planting a seed. And really, I should say, what happened was MGM had a turnover of people. And somebody new came in. And that's why I was able to get that opening. You know, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm open to this guy. What do you What do? you do?" And that's how I, I, I got in there.
0: It's the and, same uh, in so, every so, creative you know, job. It's amazing how, yeah, you can be. You... There's certain people that don't get it. And they it, it's so heartbreaking because you're like you know some of these people have the talent but sometimes they're just very socially weird and they can't they can't ask they just don't know how to ever ask like people go how did you open for sebastian maniscalco in front of eighteen thousand people at wells fargo i asked yeah (laughs) and he said yes i don't know what to tell you i I, you know received you know yeah Uh, i didn't annoy him i just asked nicely
3: You got a 50-50 shot, right? That's true. Yeah. So then the 40th rolled around and it wasn't a question. MGM was nice enough to give it to me right off the bat. And uh, I I dove deep into that. And that is really where I developed my style that became icons and art. That's Mm -hmm. where I really did it because the 40th to me was so important and I really researched it to death. I went to Philly a lot and I was looking at everything I could in person. And I just wanted to capture the, the grunge of 1975, Philadelphia, and what it was like, mm. that, that grittiness and the dirt and all that stuff. You no, know? and that's where it got in my mind that I want to make my art dirty and have that grunginess to it. That's where it happened. And I started to develop this style, which evolved, eventually evolved into what Mike has hanging behind him back there. And 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 it was that so and you know on that one i i I met sly again and showed him all the art and that's why right after that when i bumped into him at the salon we already had this kind of working relationship oh yeah that's the rocky guy he's the rocky artist i get him i know what he's doing and that's why I i was able to be prepared for when he asked me to do that thing but I tell you I mean, it was just you I mean, that's ten years I just described to you. That's the thirtieth to the fortieth. That's a ten year span. I just 30. summed up in like five minutes of me just being like when I'd see people at shows or at industry events, but like, listen, Rocky, Rocky, I'm the Rocky guy, I'm the Rocky guy, you
0: know. Nothing happens overnight. It's amazing. No. That's what I every every yeah. once in a while I get emails or like strange contact from people that I started stand up with because they used to harass me. I sucked really bad when I was coming up as a comedian in Philadelphia. I just was 19 years old. I was immature. I didn't know the do's and don'ts. And I just was like guessing my way through being a comedian. I was doing other people's jokes. I wasn't being myself. They all hated hmm. me. And they all, I've had a bunch of them slowly apologize to me later. Cause they're like, Jesus Christ. Like you just never gave up and you figured it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. And that, and that is that is what you have to do there and uh yeah
3: you know i i have this one clip of rocky I keep on hand my phone to remind myself <clears throat> and, and, and um uh tony burton says to apollo i saw you beat this man like i never seen no man get beat before <laughs> yeah. a man coming after you you know i love that right
0: that is right. a great moment love- uh, that's keep his, that uh, hand. oscar moment right there <laughs>
3: That's right. Like Slide says, keep yeah. punching. It's the same. Like, I just keep coming at you, you know?
1: Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That's what it is when you got that passion. Yeah. You just can't let it. just doesn't sit. It refuses to be, you know, docile. It, it, it must yeah. be unleashed. Um, right. <clears throat> speaking of unleashed, I have a Joe. I don't know. I probably haven't told you this. I'm always harassing John, like every third or fourth phone call about a particular painting that I want him to do. And it's uh, it's something that I think his fans and and I think Sly will benefit greatly from. So this is my one hundred (laughs) and one pitch. Which moment? I want to know this one. So this is so uh, Rocky Balboa has influenced and changed my life. Equally as the original Rocky, uh, but in in a different way, it became more of a professional way. Uh, it led me down my career path in life, and one of the things that were so profound is when Rocky is in the restaurant and he's giving these little speeches to people at the table with the giant Leroy Neiman in the background. And being in that restaurant is such an emotional experience every single time for me, and I'm always. Put it in, and and you cannot f- just create a painting. I understand that. I've done a little art myself. It, you have to feel that moment. And and I know at some point John will do it. But I always put the bug in his ear. Whether you're doing it from looking outside in and you see Rocky through the window at the table with the painting in the background, whether you're immersed in the restaurant somehow, I don't know. But <laughs> this is just another pitch. I love throwing to
3: John. Well, You'll you get know, another one in about I'll, a month. I'll tell you this, because people ask, how long does it take you to do a painting and this and that? Mm. The longest part is the con, the conceptual, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you've been asking me this, I don't think I haven't been thinking about it over yeah. and over and over so that when I do start painting, it's going to go like that, yeah. you know, because I'm going to yeah. know exactly what yeah. I want to do. But I've been thinking about it, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm working on my twist of that for you because I can't do what you're asking I can't I yeah. just can't do exactly that right, scene right. that we've seen I got to do something right. different so of course I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what the quiet moment is yeah that's yeah. a
0: true artist also I, relate yeah, I mean to right that. I
1: mean that's exactly what he's saying but it, I relate be... to
0: that so much oh you know? sure when people ask like I was working with this guy who was doing my social media for me and he would send me stuff in the morning can write joke write a joke about this this and this i'm like dude i don't do that i don't write jokes about what you want i write jokes that pop into my head not about something that you want me to it's like you you can't when someone tells you to do a painting about something all of a sudden makes you not be able to do a painting yeah you literally have to go
3: oh you know do it uh, live in front of people and display i'm like what am i a circus seal? you know Right, not you're not that works. type of an artist, no. right? Right, if I'm gonna copy a, a get image, yeah. Okay, I'll copy it in front of you, but that's yeah. that's not no, I can't right. do what you're asking, me. That's, not, that's not what I do, you right. know. Right, I, I got a different spot for that, you know. I can't yeah. perform of people with artwork, it's just there. Yeah. there are
0: people that can, which is amazing.
3: Yeah, it is. They become it's writers
0: different. in my world, they become joke writers instead of joke performers, they're very good at. You tell them what to write, and they'll give you 15 versions of it. But they can't
1: sell it themselves, Joe, can they?
0: Not usually. They're not like you don't see. I mean, rarely do you see a guy who's like very artistic and has like comedy specials on Netflix also be a writer for the Jimmy Fallon show. It's like they usually can't stand that job and they don't last at it very long.
1: Whitney yeah. Cummings, not not to get off the subject here, but Whitney <laughs> Cummings is one of those that can, I think, go back and forth to a degree.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Maybe.
0: Anyways. I don't know. Larry, Larry David's one that, like, I think yeah. he had to bail from the Seinfeld show. At some point, he couldn't write him anymore. He just, he wanted to evolve out of that and do his own yeah. things. He was yeah, too right. artistic. Exactly. exactly. Joe, yeah. any other
1: questions you got?
0: Um no I mean this was a, this was an unbelievable uh interview I mean the only last thing I can think about is that tomorrow well today's Saturday right tomorrow is the Super Bowl and there is going to be a Rocky commercial during the Super Bowl that Mike auditioned for and I guess you didn't get it cuz you would have told me but there there's you know the premise and it, did you know it was airing during the Super Bowl No I heard that the Rocky commercial with the impersonator for this uh it's about an impersonator playing stallone and uh mike auditioned for it uh and uh it's for some i was gonna uh, ask seltzer, about that hard seltzer yeah,
3: yeah i saw that commercial yesterday and i didn't want to send it to you because i didn't know i didn't want to be the one to tell you about it if you didn't know about it uh, but no i, I didn't know i'm finding
1: out right now thanks guys why are you not in that
3: you know i mean I
0: heard that the guy doesn't even look like Stallone that they went on another way with it. So that's always good, Mike, for an actor to know because that's you go and audition and sometimes they just go another way. This guy doesn't look like Stallone or I heard that the commercial, they're not all exact lookalikes. I forget. I haven't seen the commercial yet. You have. Well,
3: well, I I don't think he's playing Rocky. I've seen it. I don't think he's playing Rocky. I think he's playing an action hero and he's doing Uh, a Rocky voice. Uh, But I didn't. I didn't read that as oh Rocky. I don't know who's gonna read that as.
1: And maybe that's the intent. Yeah. When I did the audition, like I knew I wouldn't get it. I I I I was under no impression that I would get it. Um, I I didn't even want to do it. I I wasn't gonna do it. But I made a promise to myself about ten months ago when big opportunities like that come around. I normally, I would say no, and not not even attempted, but I said, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to fail at this. I'm I'm not right for it because one, I really don't look like Stallone. I don't really sound like Stallone. What I do is I use props as Rocky with the hat, the coat, the mannerisms. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good at all of that. I'm very good at (laughs) interpreting it, but i really i'm too heavy right now to play sly it, it, to play uh an action hero Sly, sly's an action hero at 180 185 i'm almost 217 there's you know right now this it's not gonna work
0: well sometimes so- <laughs> and also to make you feel better mike when you're in a commercial there's a difference you could do a great acting part i know yeah. from i never i never got Visual commercials. I booked voiceover commercials. Right. But I've never booked an on camera. And the key is funny is the number one most important thing to the person making the commercial. So you could look like what they wanted, blah, 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 blah. But if you can't come on, some guys just have that gift. They're just fucking hilarious. They look nothing like Rocky. But the guys like did a hilarious read of it in the audition. He just knows how to make it really funny. And, like, um, that might have been the only thing because I, I keep telling you, you you do look like Stallone, which is ridiculous. Every yeah, single person that watches you the show look says like that. You, you look no, like I,
3: you're related to Stallone. I, I,
1: uh, I, I, that's great. But I, I just knew uh, I, I knew that wasn't going to happen for me, and, and I never had aspirations of doing that. I just want to get back to
0: doing my tours full time.
1: <laughs> that's all I want. I'm I'm where I want to be in life. I just want to get back to doing my tours full time.
0: They're coming. They're coming. The vaccines are rolling. (sighs) Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So, John, so uh, so so, last plug, I guess, before we end is let's just we want to plug the, uh, the the coffee table book. Sounds like it's going to be the next big thing for you. When is that? When is that rolling out? When are they going to start being for sale? Uh, well i
3: not even it's just an idea
0: oh i thought that was like that's what your plug was. no no
3: no this is going to take time to do this is a big is a big project so what would
0: you want to plug here today
3: right now it's about the art right now it's about the art and uh i've got a new piece coming i just finished the video for it i don't know when i'm going to release it yet i'm trying to time it this covid thing has really thrown people off and I've been releasing pieces during it, and just you could tell just no reaction because people are just in different headspace right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to time when I should start releasing well, more John, artwork.
0: Do you ever John, do? Ga- do you ever do a like where someone can come and look at all your stuff? I live like 15, 20 minutes from New York City, and I think that's where you are, right?
3: Yeah. Well, right before COVID hit, I had a show going on in Midtown Manhattan, and and then I was up for three weeks, and then COVID hit, and I had to shut it down. So.
0: Uh-huh. Any plans yeah. to do it again?
3: In this, I just hope that they have the Rocky run in November so I can get back to Philly and do it there. That's that's really where, you know, you got 10,000, 14,000 Rocky fans all in one spot. That's the best moment for me every so, year. So where, I'm where, just
0: hope. You do that in Philly every year usually?
3: Yeah, they have the Rocky run, which is phenomenal. Mike was there. And uh, where, were you,
0: where were you? Where all your work be in
3: Philadelphia
0: during the Rocky run?
3: Well, there's, there's two. Mike, what's that place that I was inside it's, at? It,
1: it's Lloyd Hall. It's right in back of the art museum. There's a parking lot down there. It's right along yeah. the Schuylkill River. Lloyd Hall.
0: Oh, cool.
3: And then okay. the day of the race, I'm right by the steps. I'm right at the base of the Rocky Steps in that little park in front of it. So okay. I'm set up there.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay oh cool so so that's that's kind of
3: i just hope that happens there's no way i'm getting into a gallery anytime soon with covid so you know john as far as releasing your work and when since you and
1: joe Blindsided me with my giant epic failure of my commercial endeavor. That was not
0: an epic failure. I could
1: use. i was a blindsided. I felt like different, different if you
0: had like a commercial agent and you're going on. You're trying to beat out people that audition Joel, twenty times a day for commercials. Okay, I just how want
1: John. To f- how the are going to beat? Shut up, Joe. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm right. I I Your just dad's had John gonna to give release you a shit the art for this, as soon as Mike. possible because I love seeing it. Wait, so
3: Mike, let me just John. do something. John, let me do Listen to me, Mike. Listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're so above what that part was. Oh. This impersonator thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're like yeah. the you're like the Springsteen of the Rocky interpreters.
2: Yeah. You
3: know? This was bubblegum, yeah. this commercial. It's not for you. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're too serious, uh, mm-hmm. uh of of the Rocky. You're a Kind of almost ridiculed, almost yeah, ridiculed. Yeah. I think it would have been a mistake for your brand. Yeah, to do that. Gotta tell you, it's just well, really to guess, or This guy, he's the best, and uh, it
0: wouldn't be such a good fight.
1: I hate those yeah. fucking drops. I swear to God, I hate them. Uh, no, John, thanks. I appreciate that. um It's uh I'm, I am good with it. I'm I'm really fine. And even even you know what you, you
2: are, are you? Uh, tomato.
1: I uh, I I I get I get it. Probably wasn't with it for us. me,
3: he's done. But th- thanks for saying it. it. It means a lot to no, me. No, Mike, uh, I mean that. I, I mean that. I would have actually been s- upset to see you in that commercial, knowing yeah. the premise of it, that right, it's a joke. Right. These yeah, people yeah. are but kind then, of making fun of you. The worst thing happened. It, it, it,
2: it could happen to yeah. yeah.
3: You well, got not. civilized, Mike, Yeah, your whole, yeah. whole thing. You are the aficionado as well. You, you are paying respect to this property and yeah. and keeping that flame lit. That's what you do. You're not. Well, a I try. I I try.
1: I, 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 uh, I really try to live joke. up to that. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> as you see, John, and anyone listening, we have a long way to go before we get our uh drops accurately placed
3: Well, I think we've I think got three episodes here so we probably uh, do
1: yeah. you're good till um April I Which think is, so yeah, yeah I'm gonna just all... I'm gonna take some time off and uh let Joe figure out yeah. how to work drops correctly <laughs> and, and uh I'm gonna I'm gonna just hit to the Bahamas for a while <laughs>
0: I'm an audience pleaser with with drops I don't. I don't think about the guest or my co-host. I'm just going for making that audience
3: happy. Yeah, we got that.
0: (laughs) completely. Note to self. I'm trying to disabled
1: Joe's A real moment (laughs)
2: here.
0: All right. All right, John. We will. We're uh, gonna take off. And we will right, edit, guys, we will you. edit this uh, probably just a little probably. bit, a little bit of editing. will will uh, it'll be awesome. And thank you so much for taking the time out. And I can't wait to meet you in person and I can't wait to yeah, see your artwork you. in person.
3: Thank you. If you need uh, art files of anything that you want to post up, just let me know. I'll send you files. Yeah, you know? I
0: need, I definitely need a bunch. All the ones that you mentioned, in this okay. episode, you, the, I think there was like three, maybe like four of them where you said the titles yeah. of them. Like if I could get a picture of those, it'd be great.
3: Okay, I'll send them over. I'll send them, them to Mike. I'm going to love them.
0: And I got, a, I got this cool. empty wall in my living room that I could... Oh, uh, I, I see. Now, no, here we go. I, I don't know if you can <laughs> find. I don't even want the picture. In, I don't even want one of those uh, framed ones like Mike has. I want you to paint it on the wall. Like right on <laughs> oh, the Oh, <wall>. right.
3: <laughs> sure. There it is. The dancing seal. What's that
0: yeah. about? Two hundred grand. A you bureau. pick what you want to paint there, though. I won't tell you yeah. what to paint. You, yeah. you fucking paint Rambo there. I don't care. My wife's oh, Rambo working. Working. Can you imagine yeah. if my wife came home and Rambo was on my living room wall, like full? She would divorce me.
1: His Rambo's yeah. are amazing. His he's really you got to see his Rambo's too. You can get, we could do another hour on just Rambo.
0: Seriously, and the stories behind that, dude. I thought their podcast was gonna end, and then they, then they started talking Rambo. Then they did Stop Mom yeah. or I'll Shoot. Well, I gotta go, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom,
1: and then Joe and I have to do yeah. another hour. Yet. Yeah, I gotta go we shoot. gotta do another gotta go talking podcast. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Oh, All right, John, God. thank you so much, my friend. We'll be talking soon.
0: Yeah, man, you're Thanks, free guys. to go. Thanks, take thank it you. easy.
1: Have a great day.
2: Bye.
0: You too, buddy. All right. got
2: <laughs> it, my
0: friend. Yeah, my God. Right, got yeah. it. Go yeah. go. All right, Mike. So, uh, how'd you think the interview went with John? You guys are good friends, you know, so you got to worry about how, you know, uh, I don't know him. It was my first time meeting him, so I could think my interviewing skills sucked And I don't have to see him again. But I have a feeling I'm going to be meeting that guy. I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, John's a, he's he's a great guy, and I can tell you, one of John's favorite pastimes is hanging with fellow Rocky fans, talking about Rocky, talking about life, and unfortunately, we only scratched the surface in this interview. There's so much more I know about John, particularly uh, his persistence. That was something I wanted to spend more time on, but you know, these things, these interviews could take a life of their own, so... um, when John comes back, uh, I definitely want to get into that. Um, I think the interview was pretty good. I think we had a lot of fun with it. I think John brought up some great points, some great stories. And, um, you know, hopefully the viewers will appreciate it, too.
0: Was there any sort of motivational takeaway for you in, in that episode? It could be well, from the beginning of the episode before we had the interview. Was there any takeaway today? <laughs> so so I, I, would say, I, I would say in general, this episode...
1: It just reminds me to continue to keep putting my toe in the water, not to be so closed-minded. Not that I am, but I can lead that way sometimes. So I I think I'm going to continue doing that. Um, I think continued stepping out and doing things like this stallone commercial which i didn't really tell anybody about except i told you i told john because you know because of our connection but um i kept that quiet because i knew i really didn't have a shot at getting the commercial but i'm really really glad i i auditioned for it and uh, i'm gonna see it on super bowl sunday and i'll see if it's any good
0: This this will come out uh, two days after Football Sunday. So they'll they'll know what you're talking about. Just know if Mike would have got that, it was a non union commercial and you probably would have made about 10 grand. Yeah. Maybe less. Anton Brady sucked. You might have got less. It could have been one. Maybe that thing's going to be on once and we're never going to, or 10 times and we're never going to see it again. You never know with non union because they know actors are desperate. I feel like they know that these days and they just take advantage and they'll be like, it's two grand. Take it or leave it, fuck face. Because you are going to be right, on national right. television during the Super Bowl, and you'll yeah. be able to. It'll help your career later. So they know that. Uh, yeah. What about but, you? Would you? Would you have a takeaway? I would say my takeaway, and it's not like it was surprising, and I didn't know this, but when someone brings it up in their life story, it kind of uh, crystallizes in your brain, which is putting your stamp on what you do artistically and it being so important, like when he's how he was taking those paintings and he I didn't even realize it that he was painting things that not not necessarily were in the movie, taking another angle and seeing yeah. something that isn't the easy route, you know, like right. it's and that's when stand up material is really good is when you share your world. Um, yeah. And even, I've, I've had shows this past weekend, um, which I haven't had in a while, and I took them to practice for the, the streaming and the live shows that I'm doing on Valentine's Day. I wanted to be able to present a, a big chunk of new material. And you start realizing it. It's funny how long you can be doing something and you don't ever stop learning how to be better at it. It's with so, my camera's shaking all over, which is so great. So like I just started writing down things that I like, you know. There's so many things about me that I haven't shared that you can easily use in your in your stuff and and yeah. to show your personality. Really give it to the audience, you know. And, right. And how they accept that and that that makes them listen. Yeah. Watch. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that was really uh, amazing. The way he he's a real. Uh, artists and uh yeah I could talk I can't wait to talk to him again
1: Yeah John he's uh, John's one in a million He's a he's a great guy and we both have this as we mentioned we have this seriously deep love for
0: Christmas
1: Like he we are like Clark Griswold and you're you're kind of like that too right you get into Christmas don't you
0: Yeah but not to that level like I do get oh, a little okay. lazy with the de- I do the decorating but like, I'm not climbing on my house and clipping shit like and, and going and buying a, an extension ladder and putting my life on <laughs> life in jeopardy for lights. Like oh. I see guys with the re- you're like, how did he get the reef on the top of his freaking house like that? He that, had to crawl right? up the- like my fuck that. I like I put the minimum. I put a couple some lights around my door and and I only do two of the bushes. I don't do all the bushes. <laughs> oh, I'm no. Good. I started
1: I started mid-September. Uh, it with <laughs> decorations I, I i can't wait I, I, this year i did start early i think i mentioned this before you know COVID was so tough and last year sue had brain surgery so last christmas wasn't as great so i i was determined to make this christmas absolutely by far um unforgettable so yeah. you know
0: and, wh- and one last thing i wanted to say at the yeah. end here I, for- I forgot to plug this for the patreon subscribers out there uh because you had asked about a live episode, because I don't think you guys realized that that's part of being a Patreon subscriber. We do one live episode a month for just the Patreon subscribers, and it'll be on the Patreon page, and we will put the uh, we'll put the link for the live feed up there. So put this in your calendars, Patreon subscribers, February 11th at 7 p.m. Mike and I are going to do a live episode that you'll be able to interact with live. And we'll be able to answer you live. Okay. The first one we're going to do via via YouTube, like we do with the uh, like we do with the uh, premieres on Tuesdays every week at 7 p.m. It'll be like that, but we'll actually be live. It won't be pre-recorded. And, and you can ask us stuff and we'll answer it right there in the episode just for you guys write it down February 11th 7pm if you want to be able to watch this or listen to this well watch it really uh, just subscribe even for $5 a month you'll, you'll have uh, access to it patreon.com forward slash from pretender to contender it's right on the screen right below my name you can't miss it that's it I hope you enjoyed the episode and, uh take it easy everybody have a good that was weird music let's just fade that <laughs> out and we have- That's all right <laughs> they'll hear the wild card music right here so we'll give it to you what the hell you guys deserve it here you go take it easy everybody enjoy your week keep punching I keep punching keep punching keep punching
1: keep punching
0: keep punching keep
1: punching, keep punching. Keep punching. Keep punching. No dream is
0: improbable. We should have credits that scroll.
1: We should we should just put like like bullshit credits. Yeah. See if anybody reads them. Key and grips. just make up outlandish things.
0: Six creek grips. Sorry about the wobbly stand. Love it. Now this
1: is getting crazy. Cray, Cray. Cray, Cray, Cray. It's like the end of Saturday Night Live when they're all standing on stage and they're it saying goodnight.
0: And
2: remember, be kind to everyone.